In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 272nd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We've been off for a few weeks, had a little break. Going to get back to it with the team reporting for camp here on July the 27th. We're going to title this episode... Breaking down the Falcons' offensive roster. We already started today with the 90-man roster analysis. Uh, Easy start with the quarterbacks, just three of them. Uh, So that's online right now. So the 90-man roster analysis, uh, we discussed Matt Ryan adjusting to the new coaching staff. You have Arthur Smith as head coach who will be calling the plays. You have Dave Ragone as the offensive coordinator and Charles London as the quarterback's coach and T.J. Yates as the passing game coordinator. Now, the whole key here is keeping Matt Ryan upright, uh, and they're going to try to do that by running the ball more. It's pretty clear uh, that's where we're headed here. And so today we're going to discuss Ryan's pressure numbers. Again, just a refresher course. We've, we've gone over those before. Then we're going to look at the roster here at the running back position, wide receivers and tight ends, and then the offensive line. These are going to be some issues that you're going to hear a lot about in the coming weeks in training camp as Arthur Smith takes over as the new head coach. And they try to retool the operation and refocus it to uh, make it more potent and more defensive friendly uh, for the Falcons. So, yeah, go look at the uh, quarterbacks online. Matt Ryan, you got A.J. McCarron coming over, uh, and Felipe Franks, the undrafted rookie out of Arkansas and Florida. So that's online for you. Now, um... The big key there is Ryan's pressure numbers over the last three seasons, and uh, you know they you know they're not good. Uh, they they were passing too much, got into too many obvious passing situations, and things got away from them. So you know to help that out, they're gonna have to run the ball in obvious run situations, and certainly better on first down. You know you got to keep it in short, three and four, three to six. Uh, third down situation so that you know they don't have to drop back and throw it 40 times a game so just to review the numbers and they're gruesome uh three-year total 131 sacks 167 hits 164 hurries so that's 462 pressure numbers 462 over the last three years. That's very, very high. And just so they, you know, get you some context on how they rank 
per season, the 18 pressure numbers, which was a 143, that was 13th in the league. So um, they were high and, uh, you know, not but in the top 16. So that was your 7-9 um, team, the one that started slow and finished fast. And then um, 2019, that, that they were bad. They were 174 to 48. Uh, it was actually 48 for Ryan. It was two more in there with Matt Schaub. Uh 68 and 56. 68 hits, 56 hurries, 174 pressure numbers for 28th in the league. And then uh, last season it was 41 for uh, 41 sacks, 71 hits, 55 hurries for 167, and that was 24th in the league. So, I mean, you could clearly see the inability to run the ball led to this. Ryan's numbers, you know, they're not worth, you know, going over and rehashing because he, he still uh, had decent numbers given the fact that they couldn't run the ball or pass protect. So if you can fix both of those, you know, the offense can return to being potent. If you can fix just maybe one and maybe not the other, you're still going to be in pretty good shape. And if you could just fix both of them just a little bit, uh, signs of improvement. So that is uh, what we're discussing here about the offense heading into training camp. Uh, you know, the pressure numbers have to get better. Uh, we we know that. The coach staff knows that. That's one of their uh, off-season priorities. Running backs. We got Mike Davis, Quadri Allison, Corderell Patterson, Tony Brooks-James, Javian Hawkins, and Caleb Huntley uh, in the group there. Mike Davis is clear the number one RB1. Allison had a good offseason, got a lot of work in. Now, what happens if Davis doesn't hold up? And, you know, Patterson's never carried a full load. Um, he's been a wide receiver and gadget guy and a kickoff returner. So, you, you know, Tony Brooks-James has been on the fringes of making it in, in the league. Uh, Javian Hawkins is a smallish fastback. But, you know, they got rid of the, you know, you know, Edo Smith, who was that kind of back. But um, that's what Hawkins is to me. And Caleb Huntley, he's a, a bigger back, a five. Um, you know, I don't have his numbers right in front of me, but we, so we will skip that part of it. But a bigger back who uh, ran it hard at Ball State and was quite productive. So Mike Davis is your guy. And, uh, you know, they can uh, you can throw off of him. He had 1,000 yards, total yards last season in Carolina with his most uh, productivity in the league. Had a uh, kind of choppy start to his career in San Francisco and Seattle. And then Carolina, this is his fourth team. But uh, they're going to give him the ball. So that's going to be something to watch, see if he can handle that. Uh, see if they bring in any backs that are cut. As the um, you know rosters go down, but running back—that's your running back situation—and that'll be our second story in the 90-player roster analysis I'll post uh, later on, on Wednesday. Now the tight wide receivers and tight ends, big minus and a big plus. <laughs> minus was the Julio Jones trade. 
so the, the receivers all slide up. And let's just look at the group. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, Alamade Sakias, Frank Darby, the talkative draft pick, Chris Rowland, second-year guy, uh, practice squad, and a little bit of action last year. Tajay Sharp, veteran. Uh, Jeff Bidette, XFL returner, broke into the league last year. Uh, maybe an exciting guy to keep a eye on. Austin Trammell, Christian Blake, tough guy who contributed on special teams. going to be hard to get him off the roster. Antonio Dunn. So, I mean, you know, minus Julio Jones, you don't have, um, you know, they look a little bit smaller now, of course. But Ridley did put up the yards when uh, Julio was out last year when he did get the attention. Gage, uh, you know, called a lot of balls. So, and Zacchaeus was hurt, so they're hoping he can come back and, you know, maybe add some, some deep threat to this attack. So, I'm thinking, you know, Arthur Smith has been with uh, Mike Malarkey over in Tennessee, uh, came up, you know, coaching the tight ends and so forth. And, uh, you know, that's power football that, that Coach Mike um, espouses from his days with the Steelers and, and so forth. And he saw Arthur Smith embrace it with Derrick Henry as his lead back. Now, um, you know, there's a drop-off. Mike Davis is not Derrick Henry. Uh, so maybe you got a committee there. Maybe it's uh, Davis, Olison, and, and Huntley. Uh, with some gadget stuff from uh, Patterson and Hawkins, if they can, um, if he can beat out Tony James, uh, Brooks, uh, excuse me, Brook, Tony Brooks James. So you know, there, there's that's what you're gonna be working with at running back. Then a uh, wide receiver, uh, Ridley Gage Zacchaeus. Keep an eye on Blake's a tough special teamer. Um, the Darby kid was interesting. I don't know if he could play. Uh, Roland was a, you know, returner at Tennessee State. Want to see him get a chance, but he's kind of in the same mode as the uh, uh, Bedette kid that they signed that uh, came from the XFL. So you know, you got your your you're fine at quarterback if you can keep him alive. Can you get? Can this is it, is this enough to get your running game going? And then at wide receiver, you know, I'm, I like Gage as a three. I don't know about as a two. So we're going to see if you have enough there also. And uh, then can you bring along some of these kids? Can you develop a Darby? Can you get some out of Chris Rowland? Um, you know, I think we know what Bidette and, and Blake are. And uh, none, we'll, we'll watch him in camp to see if he can do anything. And uh, Zacchaeus certainly showed he can play in the league. So, and definitely get down the field and make plays. So, uh, you got, you got, you know, it's not like we, for the last five years, like, hey, the wide receiver is the best group on the team. Let's just keep it moving. No, this year we're going to have something to watch there in training camp. Now, of course, that tight end, um, we're going to have to make sure we have some time to watch this group. There's seven all together. And, um, of course, Kyle Pitts, the fourth pick overall. Hayden Hurst, the uh, tight end. Last year, Lee Smith, the blocking tight end. Now, I was thinking, hey, what if something happens to Lee Smith? Can any of these other guys block? You know, Jade, we got Jaden Graham uh, back. That's four tight ends. And we know that he used four tight ends more than 200 plays 
uh, um, last season with Tennessee. So, you know, those four, they look good. Um, but what if something happens to the veteran Lee Smith? Can any of these other guys um, block? Parker Hesse, Ryan Becker, and John Rain. Because, you know, Kyle Pitts is here. He's not going to be an inline blocker. Even though Cam Jordan of the Saints wants him to. <laughs> I think y'all can find that on, on uh, Bleacher Report. Where he's like, if he's on the line, I'm going to detach him from the line. Or something like that. You know, Cam gets uh, fired up about talking about the Falcons, of course. But there it is. The tight ends. Pitts, Hurts. See a little. I like a little bit of what I saw. Hurts. I think you know. There's. I see what everybody sees. Um, you know. I like the play. Uh, the shovel pass play. He and uh, he got open on some shorter routes. He's talking about getting open deep, which you know that's fine. But you know we they got to block that up. That they don't have. They didn't have time to get him the ball deep. So uh. I'm I'm not so I'm not knowing I don't believe that's gonna be where he's gonna make his mark at. But he's gonna be uh out on the field. So Pitts and Hayden or, or one two, I got him going into camp. Lee Smith, the big block of tight end. We'll make sure he stays healthy. Uh Jaden Graham's come along. Maybe he can step his game up. Uh, and if something happens to Lee Smith, can Parker Hesse, Ryan Becker, or John Rain help you out at tight end? One of them's probably headed toward the practice squad. Biggest uh, emphasis of training camp, and it's so boring when you're training camp. Big story is a bunch of offensive line battles, but we, uh, we're used to that. Uh, and so just to review, the, the line, and we got went over the pressure numbers there. The line was 21st in the league last year as rated by Pro Football Focus. And, uh, you know, don't want to be in the bottom 16. Want to be in the top 16. So that's uh, that's uh, where they were. Now, um, I'm going to start with right tackle Caleb McGarry. 19, 2019, he had 13 sacks and 13 quarterback hits. He's a rookie. Okay, last year he had a 58.2 pass blocking grade, which is another F. So he's got two Fs. So he's a you gotta you gotta try to get better at that spot. Either he's gonna get better, or Mackinac is gonna get better, or uh, you know Jalen Mayfield's gonna make you better. You can't keep playing with an F at right tackle. Too many people are rushing from over there. So uh, this is a big year for Caleb McGarry at right tackle. You know, Gano, Matt Gano stepped in last year, played so well at right tackle that they tried him at left guard in the Kansas City game. So, uh, you know, he's something's wrong with him. They wouldn't disclose the injury. His agents wouldn't share it. So we'll see where he's at when he gets back in. Uh, Matt Gano. And McGarry at right tackle should be a, a battle. Now, um, the other battles along the line, you know, Chris Lindstrom had a great year last year. He's on his way now after a tough rookie year. Jake Matthews, solid left tackle, uh, getting back to the scheme he likes. So, um, you know, if they do this right, they can. They got two guys. They got two and they got to find three. Three more. 
So, uh, uh, left guard, Josh Andrews ran all the offseason snaps. And, um, you know, don't put too much stock into that, but that's who was over there. Uh, Jalen Mayfield, uh, you know, he was drafted high. Considered to have first-round talent, so he's going to find his way playing. It's just how quick can they get him ready. Is he left guard or right tackle? But Jalen Mayfield gives you another bona fide starter. But what you can't do is get him out there too soon and get him messed up, and then you you know then you lose you know potentially lose him. So, um, but they did a good job at Tennessee with the I believe it's the Nate Howard kid from UNC Charlotte, uh, bringing him along. Nate Davis, Nate Davis, bringing him along. Uh, and got him ready to play so they can get a kid from Michigan ready to play. And um, a couple of fine points here about the line and the psychology of blocking. You know, you can't, you got to let them attack people. You got to let them jump at people's face. Um, you know, if you got to run the ball three three times and out, you know, run it three times and out. But, you know, keep, keep hitting people. Keep going after them so you're not dropping back in a pass pro 40 times a game, you're not going to win. But when you need to drop back, you got to be able to hold up. And, and um, you know, the psychology of it is a big thing that, uh, you know, Falcons, uh, that Russ Grimm talked about. He was over in Tennessee from 16 to 17 with uh, Arthur Smith. So, you know, this line may be better than we thought, but no line can hold up under, you know, stress of dropping back 40 times a game. You know, they didn't draft McGarry to be a pass blocker. So, you know, it ain't his fault he's giving up sacks to speed rushers. They knew he couldn't handle speed rushers. They planned on running the ball a lot better. But Freeman went down. Gurley was, um, you know, half of himself last year. And, you know, now we're at uh, Mike Davis. So maybe Mike Davis and Quadri Allison going to be those big horses that could run that ball up in there and help out the offensive line, help out Matt Ryan, alleviate the obvious passing situations. And then, you know, when the people start coming up, boom, you hit them with Ridley, Zacchaeus, Gage, and Kyle Pitts. So that's um, our breakdown of the Falcons' offensive system, the offensive roster. With uh, training camp just a, a week away, the team reports on the 27th. They'll hit the field on the 29th, and we'll be there for that to uh, get you ready. But in the meantime, we have the 90-man roster analysis. Uh, each day, we'll tackle uh, one of the positions. We started with the quarterbacks today, and then we're going to the running backs, offensive line special teams, wide receivers, and tight ends together so we can get get through. And then defensive line, linebacker, and secondary. We'll end up with the secondary as we get ready to go into training camp. So that's all I have for you today. Dear Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Appreciate it if you can give us a follow. On Twitter at DOrlandoAJC, we uh, we're at thirty nine thousand two hundred, and we want to get over forty before we start the season. So, if you're down with DOrlandoAJC on Twitter, go get your friend, go get your wife, maybe your kids, get them on there, give us a follow, and we would appreciate that greatly. So, with that, 
We're going to get out of here and take care and have a great rest of the week. Oh, before we get out, let's just have a moment of silence for former Falcons coordinator Greg Knapp. Uh, he was hit in an accident over the weekend, and um, we'll be reporting on the facts. It was not a good, it's not good, well, we know it's not. He's in critical condition, and we're going to stay right there for right now. And uh, if you um, are a praying person, you want to go ahead and do that for the former quarterbacks uh, coach and former offensive coordinator who served two stints uh, with the Falcons. So uh, with that, we're going to get on out of here on that somber note about Greg Knapp, who's in critical condition. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.